0: Hello everyone, my name is Lance Benson and today I'm going to talk about persistent memory, um, what persistent memory is, how to use it and why this is interesting. Um, So I'm going to split this video into two parts uh, to give you a bit of breathing space in between. So what are we going to cover today? Um, In this video I'm going to speak first about what is persistent memory and then I'll have a look at um, P- placing persistent memory in the storage hierarchy between DRAM and SSDs um, and then we'll uh, quickly go into accessing PMEM at the end of this video and in the next part, in the second video, we'll look at uh, some more details of accessing PMEM um, some tools that are available and some research outlook on what to do with persistent memory. So first of all, what is persistent memory? Um, you can see here in the image, this is an Intel obtained persistent memory. DIM. So you can think of this as a regular DRAM uh, DIM that you can just put into your, your machine or your server. Um, just in this case that the data there is persistent. So persistent memory is also known as non-volatile RAM. So you'll often hear non-volatile or NVRAM in that case. Um, in older terms, sometimes it's referred to as storage class memory. Um, And alternatively, it's referred to as non-volatile memory or NVM, but it seems like persistent memory, a.k.a. PMEM or PM or PMM, is kind of um, the more dominant term nowadays. So... What exactly is persistent memory? And I just quickly uh, took this quote off Intel's website. The so Intel Optane DC Persistent Memory is an innovative memory technology that delivers a unique combination of affordable large capacity and support for data persistence. So what exactly does this mean? So first of all, we know that persistent memory is byte addressable. Um, so this is uh, like DRAM, I can I can address every single byte um, and I can return the address from there. Um this is very different to traditional storage devices like block, um, traditional block devices like SSDs or, or HDDs where I can only ever access data in a block. So I would need to access something in the four kilobyte or 16 kilobyte granularity. Whereas in persistent memory, I can actually access every single byte. And the second main feature that persistent memory offers obviously in the name, it's persistent. Um, so this means where if I write something to an address, so say hello world, and then my server crashes and I restart at the same address, I'll still find the same information. So whereas in DRAM, if the server goes down, then all the data is lost, and this is like typically what you would expect from an SSD, um, where obviously you want data to be persistent after a crash. So where does PMEM fit in the in the storage hierarchy? I've already hinted at that it's between DRAM and SSD. So we'll have a, a bit of a look at uh, what exactly this means. So uh, all of you have, have probably seen this hierarchy before. At the bottom, we have HDD and then the uh, SSD DRAM CPU caches and then CPU registers. And as most of you are probably aware, the, the higher up in the pyramid I am, um, the quicker my, my access is. Um, but the lower I'm down, um, the more capacity I have. So HD, obviously you can buy in terabytes, um, but CPU registers are, are very, very small, only a few bytes. Um, so um, yeah, uh, somewhere in between we want, obviously we want to have some trade-offs there. So if we look at uh, persistent memory here, we can see it fits directly between SSDs and DRAM. Um, so the capacity is higher than DRAM, but lower than SSDs, but it's also quicker than, um, SSDs, but slower than DRAM. So it's like in between there's there's this block here. So um, I'm now going to present some numbers so we can we can actually see w- where this fits and why it's actually closer to DRAM than it is to SSD. So um, here's some measurements we did on our server. Um, and you can see here the, the measurements, the latency measurements are taken for one and thirty two threads. And um, so by kind of and the max values and the bandwidth is the maximum that we can achieve on, on our server. So you can see here DRAM, if I have sequential read, um, the, the latency is really low. So it's between, oh, it's lower than 40 nanoseconds, um, which is because DRAM, uh, like if I read sequentially, a lot of stuff can be um, prefetched. So a lot of the access will actually be already um, answers from like L2 cache or something, if an L2 prefetcher has started to load stuff for us. And we can actually see that for PMEMs with so the obtain dims, we can see this is very similar in performance for the same reason, uh, we, we can aggressively prefetch and we can benefit from that. But if we look at SSDs, we can see the orders of magnitude higher. So we're not looking at nanoseconds anymore, we're looking at microseconds. So this is a, a factor 1000 a higher. And, um, if we look at random reads, we can see this is a bit higher than sequential read because uh, we can't, um, prefetch as aggressively or we can't prefetch at all. So we can see that the DRAM is in like the 100 to 200 nanosecond range and Optane is in the 400, uh, 400 nanosecond range. Um, so it's, it's a bit, it's like two to and a half X slower, um, for, for high loads, but for, for low loads, it's actually four times slower. So. There's a bit of a price to pay, but again, significantly quicker than than SSDs. If we look at write latency now, we can see that DRAM write latency and Optane write latency is actually pretty close, again, for sequential writes. So um, for for single thread, the latency is nearly identical. It's only 90 to 100 nanoseconds in the two systems. But you can see that DRAM on, on full load only goes up a bit to about 110 nanoseconds, whereas Optane... Um goes about 2x, but still, this is this is very fast if we consider that everything that I flushed to Optane is guaranteed to be persistent, so it's there after a crash, whereas DRAM, all memory is lost. And the random write latency you can see here, this is where obtain's performance really is, is critical. So we can see that DRAM, again, is in the range of 100 to 200 nanoseconds, but obtain actually goes up to, to nearly a microsecond here for for every single write operation which is significantly higher so this should be done with caution or could take into consideration when designing applications and finally looking at uh, bandwidth we can see that obtain gets about 40 percent of the total read bandwidth that DRAM has um, and the write bandwidth is yeah maybe um, 15-20 percent depending on the modules in the end but again it's higher than SSDs these are some, some examples on our server, um, small SSD. But, um, yeah, it's still in between and you can you can also achieve quite a lot of uh, bandwidth with these systems. So, for the last part of this video, I'll just briefly give you an, an overview of how PMEM can be accessed. So, we have two different modes that, that we can use PMEM in. And the first one is on the left here, which is called memory mode. And memory mode basically just means we're using PMEM as an extension of DRAM. So uh, as an application, I don't see persistent memory or DRAM. I just see one huge memory space. um, And I I just let the system handle everything for me. And this is quite nice for, for existing systems. So let's say you have a server with 100 gigabytes of DRAM and now I add 1.5 terabytes of persistent memory and suddenly I have 1.6 terabytes of DRAM available. So even though the DRAM will, or the, the, uh, in some cases the DRAM will be slower in the end, but, or like the, the memory, because you don't know where the accesses are going, but it just gives you um, a really easy way to extend the available DRAM space or the available memory space for, um, for existing applications. And in this case, the DRAM, also refers to them as near memory, kind of acts as an L4 cache. So basically it tries to keep everything in DRAM and once it needs to spill out, it will go to PMEM. That means if I have 100 gigabytes um, of DRAM, until I hit 100 gigabytes of data, everything will still be in DRAM. So only when I surpass that will I will I spill to PMEM and that's when you start uh, performance seeing performance degradation. And the second mode that we have, um, this is Usually the more interesting mode, it's called app direct mode. And in this case, the user of the application and also the operating system has an explicit access to both DRAM and persistent memory. So uh, as a user, I can decide, okay, this part of my data should go to DRAM, whereas this part of my data should go to persistent memory. And this case, um, this is obviously more interesting because then I can guarantee that something is persistent. So in the memory mode, if it's shut off, I have no guarantee that data is hit PMEM, so it might not be persistent. And, and Intel also does not offer any guarantees. Whereas in the app direct mode, if I write something to persistent memory and um, pay attention to a few small details, I can guarantee that when I restart the server that my data is still there. Whereas I can still use DRAM normally. That means if I don't want to use PMEM, I can, I can just ignore PMEM in this case. And with this, um, we're going to end the first video. Um, this is just a, a brief intro uh, to what persistent memory is and how to access it. And then in the next video, we'll look a bit at um, some details of accessing it, like how do you operate uh, with persistent memory and what are the, the steps needed to guarantee persistence.